Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. You're invited to this table with others on the same journey to becoming a great coach with a strong foundation, no matter what type of coaching you're called to. I've lived a lot of my life full of doubt and confusion about my purpose. I didn't know if my broken and messy story could be used by God, but I did know I wanted to find a way to serve Him and others while making money. In fact, I had no idea what life coaching even was, and I just thought it sounded kind of silly. But as I pressed into what God was calling me to, He was faithful to make the path clear to me, and now I love my life as a coach. In this podcast, you'll learn more about your calling as a coach, whether you've been doing it for a bit or just starting to think about it. You'll hear experts and coaching examples and learn new strategies and tools and so much more. I'm Laura Malone, and I'm honored to guide you in your coach calling, and together, we can pursue wholeheartedness for both you and your clients with the help of Holy Spirit. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. Hey friends, welcome back. Today's episode is an answer to a listener question, but first I want to read a review from a listener whose nickname is, quote, good but needs more features, quote, end quote. I think that's awesome. It might have been a mistake. But it was a clever one. So the review says, Laura brings clarity and encouragement to critical areas of leadership and coaching. It's often said leadership is lonely, but with resources like this podcast, I don't think that needs to be the case. She has a heart to serve and her genuine care for helping others coach and carry out their calling in life really shows. Well, I thank you very much. And I say that you are good without any more features, my friends. And I love that you can hear my heart in this show to help you in your coach calling. And that just really thrills me. So thanks for leaving a review. Um, And if you are looking for clarity about your coaching in any stage or season of it, go to sterlingandstonementoring.com to book a private coaching clarity session with me. And we can talk about what kind of coaching is right for you, what next right steps to take, If you need just a strategy or to whiteboard possibilities, that's my superpower, helping you see what you can't and believing with you that with God, all things are possible. Also, if you leave a review anytime in April, I'll be rewarding a randomly chosen reviewer with their choice of an Amazon gift card or a private coaching session with me. So go to the show notes in your iTunes, your Apple podcast app, scroll down to where it says write a review and make sure your name is in there somehow. Um, You can make it clever, but you could also just put your first name and last initial, and then give me a quick sentence or two to be be entered into the giveaway, which will happen on April 30th, and then I'll announce the winner in May 2nd's episode. So make sure you listen after leaving me a review and five stars. I would really greatly appreciate it. So today's question is... How do I differentiate between what I give as a coach and how I help people who just need to be helped? I love helping and mentoring, so I feel guilty sometimes asking people to pay for what I what feels like I should be freely giving away. Um, also, if you want to ask a question that might just get answered here on the podcast for everybody to benefit from, uh, just email support at sterlingandstonementoring.com. So here's my answer. First of all, What you freely give naturally flows from you, and it doesn't mean it has to be free monetarily or require nothing from the person you freely give it to. So if you love helping others, and we can admit it feels good to help others, 
Um, if For some of us, it's just nice to be needed by somebody who won't talk back to you with an attitude or to have an adult conversation with somebody instead of a toddler, you know, so you pour yourself out and you're just so happy to to feel something rising up in you and being able to pour it out and give it to somebody. And I understand that. There is a great value to becoming a mentor or just helping the one in front of you. The difference is that if you don't have a business and you love giving advice or being a listening ear, that's fine. Once you step into coaching, however, you're not just a person in front of a friend anymore. You're a business owner. You have bills to pay a website to build, taxes. You know, you love helping people, but does it trump how much you love building your business and getting paid, paying off your credit card, taking your kids clothes shopping, buying a much needed kitchen table to replace the broken rickety one? When you give yourself and your business the focus they deserve and place value on it, your love of helping others don't it doesn't go away or lessen any. Instead, you find that it drives all that you do in your business. It makes you great at what you do, and it helps you succeed and get results for your clients. So as, a, as an entrepreneur, you have to develop a new mindset because if you're a coach, you're getting paid to be a guide. If you don't get paid, then you're doing, you might be doing the work of a coach, but you're not, you're not going to call yourself a coach. You're going to call yourself a friend or a mentor or the really great guy at church who's always really helpful if you catch him after um, after he gets his first coffee. <laughs> so, you know, you're giving advice to people randomly. And as a coach, you're strategic about your questions and your guidance and the results that you're both looking for. As a friend, especially as a benevolent, Jesus-loving friend, you might be randomly sought out, randomly available, but you don't get paid in anything but side hugs on Sunday morning. So if that's working for you, keep doing it. It's a great thing. Everybody loves you for it, and you're probably feeling some sense of fulfillment. Don't put yourself in the position of being a coach, starting your own business, if that's where you're comfortable and that's where you want to stay. Leave yourself in the situation that gives you the ability to freely mentor others and randomly give advice when you are sought out. So that's cheaper for you, and it doesn't require you having strategy or goals, results, or building a business. That it, Building a business takes something completely different in addition to becoming a good coach, okay? If you actually want to be there when somebody reaches their goal, though, or when, when they, that light comes on in their eyes, when they overcome their struggle, then you need a coaching strategy, foundation, and platform that helps you help others. It's not random, it's intentional. And this is a major difference between being the helpful, advice-giving, path-paving, randomly available person at work, in the neighborhood, at church, um, at your kid's school, that everybody knows they can pull from. So you don't get to see them walk a path and succeed. You don't get any credit, which is fine, but you will have poured yourself out and not end up fulfilled with like the success and the results of obtaining something, becoming something, growing somehow. You won't see the transformation. And then because you're pouring yourself 
out and not being fulfilled with that satisfaction, it'll reflect in your life one way or the other. So if you want to be your own boss, make money, see people get results and and help them achieve a fuller purpose as their coach, you'll need to put a dollar sign on what you offer. You likely have spent years helping people in one way or the other, but now you actually have to say, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a coach, and this is what I've chosen to do. I'm investing in myself. I'm going to invest in you, and it does cost money. Like all the things that you spend your money on and you use to invest in you, I mean, people are out there spending a lot of money at Starbucks and clean juice and orange theory and (laughs) everywhere. People go spend money all the time. You as a coach get to, you have a platform to invite people to spend money on investing into themselves. It is one of my favorite things that I get to do is invite you to have a strategy and a plan of investment and growth. I I can't imagine doing anything else with the rest of my life. So here's what I want you to think about. Imagine you were just hired at Outback Steakhouse. You're a server and you bring every table a basket of free, fresh baked honey wheat bread. Some people ask for honey butter and then you like obligingly go into the kitchen and make it by whip, like mixing the whipped butter with honey yourself. Um, then they eat their blooming onion for an appetizer, their house salad, a 10 ounce sirloin, a baked potato with everything on it. <laughs> and then some people ask for steak sauce and that hurts your heart, but you know, whatever, you get on it. And then maybe they get a chocolate thunder from down under to wrap it up. And then they calculate 18% on say $75 meal. You go home with some cash in your pocket. You never see those people again. You work four days a week, randomly pick up shifts, wonder when your full-time rest of the life job is going to appear in front of you. You don't have a lot of ownership in this job. You don't expect to stay here. You have no goals for you or for your customers. AKA, your investment in yourself and your job is low. Now, imagine you just opened a high-end restaurant with money that you've borrowed and you pay interest on, okay? And there's a high value on this money. You've been entrusted with a lot, not just managing the money you've borrowed, but the people, the building, the schedule, inventory, guests, food, hiring, all of it. As the proprietor, everyone trusts you to make great decisions. So when you see a certain guest, aka the ideal client, not just anybody, catches your eye and you know you want to keep them coming back to your restaurant. So you bring a special appetizer to the table. You say, this is compliments of me and my chef. I want you to have a taste of something that you might not have ordered on your own. This makes them feel seen, known, and welcomed, okay? But what you don't do is bring them a Caesar salad, crostinis, and then a steak, uh, you know, like a $48 ribeye, uh, and the, the potato, and you don't, no, you don't give them the dinner. You bring a bite-sized gift to help begin 
a wonderful experience and a deep connection between them and your restaurant, if not them and you. So these people, they're connected to you. You're the provider of their experience. They become your guest, not your customer. And it serves you well when you manage what you freely give away with sound judgment at the appropriate time while letting people know how delicious the food is, how attentive the staff is, and how much you mean it when you say that you would like for them to visit again. So that's the difference between the life you've lived as a helper and an advice giver in your past and your future as a coach and entrepreneur. At one point, you were the server, and it didn't matter if anybody came back to the restaurant because you still had a job and other customers. But now you're the owner, and your livelihood and the fulfillment of your purpose, the satisfaction of taking this risk and making these sacrifices, it's it's all come together as you take ownership of this new venture. Somebody has to become the responsible one. You no longer have a boss telling you what to do, how much you'll make, and what to charge, when to start working and when to be done. You also no longer have a life of freedom and flow, doing what you want when you feel like it, with nobody telling you what to do and no hard work in front of you. Well, at least not if you really want a business with any type of success in the form of results for your clients. And if you constantly give free advice, everybody will be so full of free bread, they won't order much for dinner. Therefore, they never get to have the full experience that you're capable of offering them, that you've worked so hard to create so they can have it when they're ready for it. So nobody becomes your client, and therefore you don't get to see results for anybody, them or you. So step back a second and take inventory. As a solopreneur, which most coaches are, you're the proprietor, the manager, chef, host, dishwasher, busser, server, bartender, (laughs) you're everybody. It's important to move into this mindset and act like it. It is who you are now. It's harder to do this in like a coaching and service-based industry than if you were to sell some type of actual physical good because like you don't see a stock of skincare products in your guest room closet that you have to sell quickly in order to pay for it, okay? but you really do need to have a mindset of seeing your service, content, wisdom, experience, and ability, um, even your passion, as tangible things with value and dollar signs on them. So I want you to do a little exercise. Write down what you would do with a paycheck from a coaching practice. So let's make it real and say what you would do is things like, you would buy your daughter's, you know, most favorite prom dress that's actually out of reach budget-wise right now. Um, it, a chunk, you would make a chunk of a payment towards paying off braces. Or maybe, you know, this is actually worth more of a big piece of self-worth and peace of mind. Maybe it's more inside what that paycheck does for you. Your growth and ability to transform as a coach. Um, maybe a short but much needed vacation for you and your spouse, or maybe it just ensures that your rent's paid on time or your mortgage. So write down what you would do if your business made money and you wrote yourself a check for 2000 a month. Start there. 
sometimes you're going to pay yourself less or more depending on where you're at in this journey. And, and that's after you keep some in your business account to pay for all the things and be able to invest back into your business and obtain more resources and help that you need in order to grow your business. So let's just start with the 2000 for you personally. What can that do for you in just a month? And then think about what would that look like for you to make $2,000 a month over the next year. And every time you think about just continuing to give away free bread basket advice, I want you to think about what you're actually giving away. You're self-sabotaging simply by not taking action to create boundaries and, or maybe you're just not paying attention to it. So if you give everyone free advice and call it ministry, then you don't have clients. If you don't have clients, you don't have, you don't make money. So the braces don't get paid off. There's rent not paying paid on time and there's no vacation. Okay. That's what you're giving away. You need to be set up and prepared to give a free appetizer. In these moments when you feel a desire to freely give, okay? So let's call it like a verbal freebie or verbal opt-in, so to speak, like you would if you had a, a website and you just invited people to sign up and you get a three-page um, done-for-you meal plan uh, that, you know, all I need is your email. This is a verbal opt-in. Okay. It's a freebie that you're able to give anybody, anywhere, and you've already decided what to give them. Okay. Then, then, you know, Hey, a really great free appetizer. Everybody I give, um, this to loves it. And maybe in the restaurant that looks like I always give everybody our, you know, really delicious nachos on wontons, covered with scallions and it's a very interesting complex flavor it's new to a lot of people but it's still a safe bet for the people who are a little bit scared to take you know the step so you you come up with some type of free appetizer freebie like that you can just give to anybody who finds out what you do and seems interested in your counsel right okay so let's just say you're on a plane you have a 45 minute flight And the stranger next to you asks, hey, what do you do? You say, I'm a life coach, um, business coach, performance mindset coach, whatever. She begins to share like a struggle that she's having or a goal she wants to reach. And you know she wants some of your free wisdom. You are her captive audience. But you were planning on reading for 45 minutes. You got this new book. Or you wanted to get some shut eye or get prepared for wherever you're going after you land. This is the moment where you need to know ahead of time how you can help her in a bite-sized way, then confidently invite her to work with you if you feel like she fits your client profile, and then set a clear boundary for what you'd like to do for the rest of the flight. Here's how this goes. You know, I hear your heart in this struggle, or I hear your heart in wanting to achieve this goal. I'd love to give you a bite-sized piece of advice. First, I would encourage you to ask yourself dot, 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 write down dot, 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 pursue more knowledge about dot, 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 you know, etc. Second, if I were you, I would consider dot, 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 doing dot, 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 going after 
dot, 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 etc. Then, because I think you're the type of client I'd enjoy working with, I'd love for you to book a private coaching session with me if you're interested in more. So here's my card, or I've written down my podcast and website on this napkin, or I'm glad to take your number or email. And when you have time in the next week, why don't you take a look, take a listen, and see for yourself if you think it would be a good fit for you as well. I do have some things I need to prepare for on my trip while we're in flight, or I'm really looking forward to reading this book during our flight. So how about you think about this over the next half hour, and before we part ways later, you can share your thoughts with me. The next step, very, very important, is to be silent. Close your mouth. Don't offer more. Do not. I repeat, do not. (laughs) You've had habits for years that you need to break right here. Do not give them a steak to enjoy on this flight. Here's what happens when you do that. You reinforce that you are not worth being paid for all that you carry, all that God called you to, not only to her, but to yourself. You're telling your brain, you don't deserve to get paid for this. This stranger deserves 45 minutes free service more than I deserve this one moment I was really looking forward to since I pour myself out all of the rest of the day. You also end up with the potential to become bitter that you're always helping everybody else out without the mutual respect and compensation for yourself. So that's on you. You do it to yourself when you have no boundaries, or you say that you set boundaries, but then you don't hold them, or you simply stay apathetic to your situation, and then you become a victim instead of a hero. And you don't stand, if you don't stand up to be the hero in your own story, you can't be a guide to others. Victims don't make good guides. They take the wrong roads. Would you want to follow somebody or walk with them if they operate from victimhood? Or would you want your coach to show up as a hero in their own story so that you feel really confident about trusting their guidance? Next step, plug in your AirPods, open your book, and silently pat yourself on the back that you took a shot at it. Maybe you'll never hear from her again. Maybe she'll say, no, you're not a fit. Maybe you'll get shot down. But also, maybe you gain a listener or a subscriber who ends up down the road saying yes to becoming a client. Take yourself seriously. It's a process to start taking yourself seriously, honestly, but it's part of it in order to begin taking ownership of what you carry that you're selling. You sell a service as a coach. And it's an extremely valuable one. It's something you might not actually know how valuable it is until you have clients who you get to see the light in their eyes when they overcome that struggle or reach that goal. And then they start telling you the difference it's made in their lives. That will help you, I would say, until you really start having that and seeing the transformation and the shift in the results for people. When you see that happen in their lives is when you're going to truly start valuing what you offer, okay? It's not just, well, it's not just self-worth that we're talking about. We're talking about becoming somebody with something to sell, believing in what you sell because you have clarity about it, and having hope and faith that what you sell will actually help 
create amazing life results for other people because that's why you choose to become a coach. It's what you're made for. And we're going to talk more soon about the process of growing your own value for what you sell and also discuss how to create a plan ahead of time to be benevolent and generous in a way that's not sabotaging you or your business. So take some time to sit with us and consider and write out what you have to offer as an appetizer. If you could whittle down everything to one core foundation, something that would help everybody in front of you who is your ideal client, what would it be? Because remember, you don't have to offer free appetizers to people who are out for Taco Tuesday and you run a seafood restaurant. They're not your ideal client. They're not actually there. They're not the customer that you need to serve right now. Save your time and your energy for the people who are right for you. Okay? Come up with the one thing. And that will maybe it'll transform over time. Maybe it'll get worked out. You start with something and see how it goes. It's okay to test and try. For me, it's the pearl practice. It solves a thousand things and gets immediate results for my clients every single time. For more on that, you can stay tuned for future episodes and also listen to where I introduce it in episode number six. So what do you have to say to the one that's in front of you that is a morsel that makes them hungry for more of what you can serve? Also, are you all in at this point? Are you fully invested in becoming a Christian life coach and serving God and others and being a faithful steward with your tent-making gift at the same time. This means becoming a coach that either pursues some type of job where you can be a life coach under somebody else's business or ministry, and or you have to become an entrepreneur and start your own coaching business. If you're not, then I highly recommend that you spend more time praying about it and asking the Lord just to help you see more clearly on your path forward. Maybe it's the right calling, but the wrong season. You can still binge this podcast and learn everything, practice serving others with your giftings right now, and have a lot of Legos put in place for your foundation once the seasons finally align and God gives you the go and you feel it in your spirit that you're all in. Pray for God to just renew your mind that what Wherever it's out of alignment with his purpose and calling on your life, his will for this season, and you know, just the narrative beliefs that don't align with his truth for you are like, let him show you. He has great plans for you, and he's faithful to bring all of them to completion and equip you for them. And he is super pumped that you want to partner in co creating your story with him to rise up be the hero, and work with him in being the guide to others. He wants to do that with you. I'm really excited about it for you, and I can tell you um, it's what I live for. It's I wake up thinking I cannot wait to serve my people. I can't wait to see transformation in their lives. I can't wait to help them build their business and have the strongest foundation possible to work from. I I love it. And when you find that sweet spot, that tessitura spot, like that's the range of, um, 
It's the range of notes that a singer has that is their sweet spot, okay? If, if your sweet spot is not found when you, like in singing the national anthem, you don't get invited to sing the national anthem. <laughs> you have to be a singer whose sweet spot is those, those particular notes that give you goosebumps when you listen to the, na- the national anthem being sung at like, you know, the Super Bowl or something. Those are the people who get invited because they found that their sweet spot is found in that song. You, when you discover your tessitura, you will wake up every morning energized and passionate. So some of you are going to say like, I'm just like that overall is just being a coach to me. Some of you know that you're a coach, but you're looking for more specific niche areas to find the sweet spot inside of coaching. And again, I encourage you and ask you even to email support at sterlingandstonementoring.com and shoot me all of your questions. Let me help you. And by being able to answer those questions on the podcast, I can help a lot of other people who are thinking and wondering and worrying about the same things. So I hope you have a great day. I hope this has blessed you. And I'll talk to you next time. And just to end, I bless you, your calling, and your coaching. And if you've loved any of this content, my favorite form of thanks is a written review over on Apple Podcasts. It'll only take you 30 seconds, and I would so appreciate it.